Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on The Real Estate Podcast. I'm Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart, and I'm very excited today. I have three of our top agents from around the country. They are our elite agents, HomeSmart elite agents. They are um, our top agents from across the United States, but also top agents here in Georgia. And I actually happen to be on site in Georgia today. So I've asked three of them to join us and talk about their businesses, talk about what's working, talk about what they've learned, and talk about right now, the record date here is in the middle of 2023. Some of what they're going to talk about is tried and true that will last for years. And some of it's going to be timely to what's going on in the summer market here in 2023. So uh, without any further ado, though, I have Kelly as Robbie here with us today. Say hello. Hello. And then I have Allison Harris, who's also with us, and Dion Lowe, and also affectionately known as D-Lo. So um, anyway, this is going to be fun today. We're just going to have a conversation, and I kind of want to start with each of them telling their story, how they got started in real estate, and uh, what they've you know, learned what their story, what makes them unique. Just kind of give us a little background on you, and uh, who wants to kick us off? Go, go ahead. Here, we'll give you this mic. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Allison Harris. Um, I've been licensed since September 2020. My career actually was in corporate human resources. Um, before I transitioned into real estate, I was managing uh, global restructures. Um, for a Fortune 500 company. Um, in tw early 2020, I was stationed in Dubai on a short-term assignment covering for a colleague who was out on maternity leave. And that's when COVID happened, so I had to come home. Um, but when I came home, I did not feel that uh, the role that I was in served me anymore. I uh, was no longer fulfilled with it. Um, and I was looking for something different. My husband and I uh, had always um, desired to invest in real estate and had no idea what we were doing. So my intention with getting my license was to learn um, how to best assess properties for investment. Um, I partnered with a great mentor, and uh, I, I credit her with uh, getting me giving me the basics. Um, when I started doing real estate, I had no idea what I was doing, of course, but I chose to take the direction of when I bought my first house, I made all of the mistakes that we tell buyers not to make. Um, I bought the first house I saw. I didn't have a realtor. I didn't get pre-approved. And so I made a ton of mistakes doing that um, that I'm probably still paying for. And so I share my story with people to, to um let them know why I choose to educate them about the process as opposed to just open a door for them. So that's a little bit about my background and how I ended up here. All right. Great. And then, um, Dion, how many followers do you have on YouTube? We have to start there. I hear you have a huge YouTube following and at some point I'm sure you're going <laughs> to tell us how you got into starting to do video. Um, but I also want to hear your whole story. I'm but, not going to call it a large following. It's about 12 K. Well, that's still, that's good. So it's that's organic. Great. It's that's organic. Good. Okay. That's good. All <laughs> so right. I started that YouTube channel in 2017. So it has grown. Okay. And I would say maybe 90% of my clients come from YouTube, buyers and sellers. 
local, out of state, out of the country. Wow. Just watch YouTube videos. Okay, great. So in this market here, you know, it's still relevant. You know, people, right. that's the number two um, search engine, YouTube. Right. You either go on Google or you go on YouTube. Right. You know, so I'm known in the industry as far as the YouTube lady. Uh, all right. So not a huge following, but it's a lot of calls that come in from YouTube. Yeah, love that. Well, well, let's hear more about that later, but tell us your story right now and okay. um, how you got started and then tell everybody how to find you on YouTube. How's okay, that? great. So how I got started, I'm from Michigan. So me and my husband was buying properties, landlord, long-term, flipping. I was tired of waiting on my realtor to get me into properties. So I just said, hey, D, get your license. You can get your own self into the property. So it started that way as far as being investors. But moving um, here to Georgia 16 years ago, the market crashed the year we moved. And I had to rely on those licenses because as an investor, everything changed. The way I borrow money, the way you purchase property, it just all changed. So I said, hey, I am licensed. So started doing a lot of short sales because the market crashed, people were underwater, so short sales were working. So just grew from there, still investing and serving clients. So I enjoy, I do enjoy serving the buyers and the sellers, you know, just helping them out with the process. Because like you stated, that education is key. A lot of people don't know where to start, how to start. Some people are scared. So I hold hands, whatever I need to do to get them to their goal. So that's how we got started. I love that. I love that. All right. And then uh, Kelly is Robbie, also uh, from Georgia here. Hi. So I um, got my license in 2016. I've been self-employed pretty much my entire life. I uh, started a pharmaceutical wholesale company uh, when I was 24. I sold pharmaceuticals before that and thought, okay, I can do this. It's, you know, sales to sales. It's all about relationships. Uh, that was in South Florida, moved here. Uh, that company was thriving and I pretty much was on easy street where I ran that sales department, you know, from home or a couple hours a day. And I one day had the idea that I was going to get my real estate license uh, just in case we ever came across a rental property or something like that that we wanted to buy, uh, but not to do it for another career because I was already set. So my husband at the time, of course, I'm divorced now because you know I'm successful, so it was real estate over the husband. And uh, so he said, you know what, I think that's a horrible idea, but you know, do it. So I did the Barney Fletcher class, the nine days, and on my lunch break, I ran our sales department for pharmaceuticals uh, in the out of the car there on the lunch break, and I got my license. And then I said, okay, I'm not going to really use it, but I want to find a brokerage just to hang that license with, and that's it. And I knew no one that was in real estate and did not have a real estate friend, didn't know anyone. So I researched all the brokerages. I saw Palmer House. I liked the story. And they said, we don't hire new agents. And I sent Kevin an email, which you, you know we could laugh about now, that said, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not going to sell anything. You won't have any problems with me because I'm not going to do any business. But... I, if I do do business, it'll be good business. I'm in pharmaceuticals. Uh, you know, that, that's a business that then come in and you actually get arrested if you're not doing it correctly. So I did that. And within maybe two weeks after that, I um, 
one of my friends said, hey, can you let's sell my house because I have it listed and it's not selling. And um, I said, no problem. And I sold it and I brought the buyer and the tenant that was in there. I put them into, a, into something. And uh, before you know it, that was May. I got my license. And by the end of the year, I think I had done like 20 transactions. Wow. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know, come downtown for, you know, top 50. And I thought, top 50, okay. So I go to the luncheon and I thought, wow, okay. So I did 20. And who's at the top? Tom Ellicott. Okay, how many did you sell? And he said, I sold 50. And I'm number one. I thought to myself, well, I'll do 50. I'm just that competitive. And I thought, I'll do 50. And I just, that's what I did. And I went back and I said, do you want me to keep the foot on the gas and keep going? And that first neighborhood that I was in, I ended up selling 21 houses in that neighborhood. And um, grew my business from there. But uh, never had a mentor. Uh and I think it's, uh, and didn't really have any real estate friends, which I think is a blessing. So I didn't yes. emulate anyone. I just used my standard business knowledge and just applied it to a different industry and um, just old school sales. So I don't do YouTube. You will not find me on there. I don't do videos. I don't do podcasts. Um, you, you're going to find me on the streets. I put up my own signs. I write my own contracts. I show my own houses. That's where you'll find me. Good but um, just yeah. uh, kind of traditional like that. And like you, you know, same as you girls of just organic um, kind of thing. So, and here I am. Good story. Love all that. And so uh, each one of you has such a unique story. So just very different. And that, that always amazes me. Every time I meet all of our realtors all across the country, everybody's story is really unique. But it also comes back to some often central core, you know, things that work for everybody. You start to hear some of the things that are similar. But um, but yet everybody's so different. So I want to dig into that different for a minute. What makes you unique? What have you created about your business? Remember, our audience is other home smart agents, other agents throughout the United States um, that are um, their goal is to serve customers, help them buy and sell. And each one of you, I know you're, you know, from watching you, you do approach business so differently. So what makes you unique? What is different about you? What have you created that is different? What, and what is, you know, unique to you? What is working? How about you, Kelly? Keep on well, going. Yeah, no problem. I think um, what's unique about me is uh, kind of going back to my story of I wasn't trying to emulate anyone. I didn't see anyone on Instagram and thought, oh, I want to be like them. Okay. Um, I didn't have a mentor telling me how you know to do things. So I had to teach myself. So what makes me an anomaly, I say, in this business is that because I had a business background, I didn't want to just know the answer. I wanted to know how we got there, why. So I taught myself every bit of it. And for my business, when clients come to me, they want, you know, Kelly Arzavi that's going to be there every time. Uh, you know, some people use transaction coordinators. They say, I'm nuts because I don't use one. But they know I wrote the contract and they can call me and ask that. And I'm out there putting out their sign and I'm, you know, it, there with photos and watching, you know, every bit of it and super transparent and honest. Right. And they never feel like I'm just trying to sell them something. I'm, you know, I'm always for the long game of just building that, that client of this is what works now. This is a smart investment. Let's just get into the game. And I think that kind of makes me different um, 
in a world where, you know, in this business, every, we're all the same because you've got to be hardworking and you've got to have grit to, to be, go this far, but we all have a different approach. And, um, what makes me different is I'm not that coddler. So I don't care about the home interior. I don't, I don't care what you saw on HGTV. When you, when you, when you're my client, we are looking at the roof. We're looking at the HVAC. I'm looking at resale value. I'm looking at water intrusion, uh, all of those things. Um, that my customers appreciate, but it might not be a good fit for someone else that, that, you know, want something different, but that's what they get when they come to me. That's great. Dion? So I would say what makes me unique is I'm a niche person. This industry is so broad that I call it the elephant in the room. You only can take a bite at a time. <laughs> so I get a lot of calls from mentees and wannabes and I always ask them why do you want to get in the real estate industry always ask them why and if they tell me money money is not going to sustain you you got to have something stronger and larger than money when you're in this industry so for me I just always had that investor heart and then a heart to serve so when people see me on YouTube, some of them call me auntie. <laughs> they say they, I feel like I'm their aunt. <laughs> they just feel connected with me because what you see is what you get. You know, I'm me every day. This is how I am. You know, of course, if a contract on fire, I might be a little mm-hmm. higher than <laughs> right now. But what you see is what you get. So I have that niche of connection. When you see me on YouTube and my phone ring, they looking for me. They're not looking for just a realtor. They're looking for D-Lo, the mm-hmm. realtor. And then I uh, market a lot of new construction property. So that's my niche. So new construction and then just a relationship as far as when you call me, I have a wealth of information to give you. I tell you what I know and then I tell you what I don't know, but we're going to find out the answer. So I think that's what makes me unique is just being authentic and connecting with the people and having resources for them so they can make the best decision for their family. Because I don't call myself a salesperson, even though I'm in sales, I give you enough information so you can make the best decision for you and your family. Like that. What I'll say um, about what makes me different is three things that come to mind. Uh, I'll tie back into what I said earlier. I use the mistakes that I made as a first-time homebuyer myself um, to educate the first-time homebuyers that I'm working with, and even the resale uh, sellers or or purchasers. Um, So I I make sure that they're fully educated and aware about what's happening in their transaction and what's happening in the market. You'll see that when you find me on YouTube or Instagram, my videos are story time about something that happened in a transaction or it's what's going on in the market or it's uh, a breakdown of a particular par- a part of, a pro- of the process. So I, I provide a lot of education and I think that brings a lot of value. Um, some, one of the other things that I would say that makes me unique is um, the service after the sale. So even after we've closed the transaction, that's not going to be the last time you hear from me. Um, I've been told I'm, I'm what's called a high-touch realtor. And so once I have closed the transaction, 
Um, my clients are getting a bi-monthly magazine that's branded with my information. They're getting a quarterly home beat that talks about what's happening in their neighborhoods. They're getting Mother's Day cards, Father's Day cards, Christmas cards. I have an annual client event. They get a Christmas present from me. One year I even sent Valentine's Day cookies. Um, so I do those types of things to set myself apart from other realtors that they may be getting a farming postcard from um, or that they may have met down the street. They're not just getting something from me at the closing table. Um, so I, I think that's the other thing um, that I would say distinguishes me from, from other realtors. I love that. Okay, so um, let's keep digging a little bit. You mentioned even mistakes or things that you've learned along the way. So um, one thing I'd love to hear is what you wish someone would have told you prior to getting into real estate and maybe one, what, what, what you wish someone would have told you before you got into real estate and maybe one mistake or something that you learned from that can help someone else avoid. Well, for me, I think it's uh, when I think of, you know, when you look back and you say hindsight's 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And you think, you know, if I only knew then. And for me, that's tough because really when I explain what sets me apart and um, what drove my career was not knowing anything. And I think that is what made me good. I actually, you know, I trademark doing good business is good for business. Um, if I would have had those influences, right, or maybe someone giving me the answers, I wouldn't have been where I am today because you think you had a mentor telling you this is how you go to FMLS, this is how you search for a house. I didn't have anyone. So I have a password. Now I'm looking, what is matrix? What does this mean? You know, how do you search for a house, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a, was a blessing in that. I'll tell you what I, if I could go back and change one thing that's a huge mistake that I did was I was so humble thinking that I wasn't going to, you know, be successful at this. And that, that wasn't even my intentions anyways, that I remember thinking, oh, I don't need a CRM. I don't need a list. I'm always going to remember every client I sold. How many <laughs> deals am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I got so busy where it was gas on a fire, you know, that you think of you're in real estate school in April and in May you're doing, you know, transactions that you couldn't, when, when were you supposed to go back and hit the brakes and say, just kidding, I need to take three months off mm -hmm. to get emails and stuff right and all, all these different things to um, package your business for the future. So I think that, you know, um, anyone that's, that's starting out new Obviously, don't just think about that check and that first dollar because that's not doing good business. But make sure you're creating a good foundation that I wish I wouldn't have where I'm going back. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh, when people, you know, come to they, they come to my office, they say, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. You know, everything's written on pieces of paper. You know, there it's there's there's no tech. Right. Because I'm on the street selling houses. So I'm coming home and just doing that. And I wish I would have had that. But when it when people ask about mistakes or, you know, the, what you wish you were told then, I always tell people that when they say, oh, there's nothing worse than uh, working with a new agent. Right. I said there is. You know what's worse than a new agent that doesn't know anything? A new agent that doesn't know anything but thinks they do. Yeah. OK. And as I think that was worked in my benefit that I was 
humble and eager enough to learn that I wanted to know everything. And I, like you said, I wouldn't just say an answer. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to find out and I'm going to make sure I never have to say, I don't know again. Right. And I think that, you know, so it's a blessing and a curse, you know, you look back on it now and you're like, oh yeah, that's great. But at the time, you know, it was a nightmare. Ask that question again, Todd. Let me make sure I'm on your question. It's it's really what what do you wish someone would have told you before you started in real estate, and then what was maybe one mistake that you wish you wouldn't have done that you could share that someone else could then avoid that mistake. So it's what do you wish you knew prior to getting into real okay. estate? So remember, I had invested hard. So I wish someone would have told me to at least, at the minimum, buy a property per year, as well as here in Georgia with all the new construction, I wish someone would have told me to purchase the first initial property in the first phase (laughs) and hold on to it. So that's the mistake that I have made by not purchasing a new construction property in that first phase. That's my mistake. That's that's a good one. I I will often um, tell people when it comes to new home building, Mm -hmm. just as that, and and often we know this as real estate professionals, but we forget to share it with our clients, that if they're doing a new development, they're going to break it into one, two, or three phases, right? Mm -hmm. And that phase one homes, those homes are going to be the lowest priced homes. Phase two, they're going to raise the price. Phase three, they only have a couple lots left or they're going to close it out. They're going to raise the price again. So I think the the um, tactic and the story that you're talking about there is if, if your clients purchase in phase one or if you as a real estate professional purchase in phase one, by the time phase three comes around, there's a pretty good chance that they've raised the price twice. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So how about a mistake? Was there ever a mistake made along the way? I'll give you an example. I know mm-hmm. of an agent once that spent, you know, thousands of dollars on something marketing wise because somebody popped in their office last minute mm-hmm. and, you know, unannounced and sold them on, hey, this is going to do all this for your business. And he kind of chased the shiny object and realized because if he would have had a budget and said, no, I have a budget, it's already planned out. And these are the things that I'm going to do. Maybe he wouldn't have reacted. Yes. But in this case, he was sold a bill of goods. And he's learned now when people come to not change the shiny object, or maybe not always when somebody pitches you something that they want you to spend money that maybe he should hold back on his investment in that marketing till he really discovers if it works. Is that a good example? That's a good example. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because, like I stated, I think because my heart is an investor as well as, you know, I'm investing a realtor, but I just can't think of anything on the realtor side. Right. I just well, can't think of anything. And I want to tie a bow on what Kelly said. Um, what I heard you say, Kelly, was, you know, in a way, if you would have maybe put some of the structure like the CRM or some of those other things in place at the beginning, as you built your business, you could have just added to it. And, you know, rather than later on, it becomes that's a whole project, a project. now to go back mm-hmm. and do. So those of you that are starting, maybe put some of those 
structure in place right from the beginning. How about the piggyback you know? on that? If yeah. I'm just going to piggyback on something, right. that would just stick out, you know, systems and procedures in yeah. place. So. And it's easier to do it when you're in your second or third or fourth transaction, right? In the beginning. You have a little more time yeah. and you only have a, a few clients. Right. But when you're into it five years, now I'm sending out Christmas wreaths to everyone and I've got it on a piece of paper on my desk and I think <laughs> I have got to get a better system and gotcha. get the, and get this going. And you think, well, when's that going to be? What day are you going to take off from selling to sit there and make these lists that you don't you don't want to do? Right. Or have to pay somebody right. to do that when you could have just been doing it the whole time. But uh, you just got really setting that really that that foundation. Um, and when you say about spending money on things, um, I'm old school sales. Right. So there, you know, YouTube and Instagram and the videos and, and all of that. And I, um, I'm all about your brand. So, you know, even though we're not really salespeople, right. We're therapists, right. <laughs> Half the time, right. Yes. We're, we're you, yeah, project manager, <laughs> life coach, you know, uh, divorce, you know, therapist, whatever it is, you know, yard work person, house cleaner. Yeah. But, we do all of that. But when I say, it, you know, sales to sales and, you know, um, when I kind of tell these new agents, you know, you got it or you don't because you really you got it or you don't. Okay. And I my belief is in branding. So from the beginning, there's not one time that I ever advertised that I was a new agent. Right. I never told them, oh, my gosh, look at me. I got my real estate license because to me. What makes me kind of different, but it also goes back to how you started out and what you did, um, was I did spend money on branding. And because I believed as long as everybody thought, well, I see her name everywhere, right? So she's doing good business. And my approach was I don't need that client. They're doing a disservice to themselves if they don't hire me. And I'm pretty aggressive and competitive. I see Allison's face like, but it's pretty aggressive and competitive approach, but, um, okay. <laughs> but well, because it is, it's pretty bold to come out of the gates and say, you know, you're doing this service, but, um, it just, I, I knew I do good business and, um, that's so with your you know, title. You have to be bold to be a real. Yeah. Person. Yeah. So, um, it was never, it never dawned on no one ever paused and thought, well, how, they would say, how long have you been doing this? Thinking I would say 20 years, mm -hmm. right? Or ask my lender, like, wow, she's been doing this a long time. And people would ask me and they'd say, well, how long have you been doing it? And I'd say, well, I moved here from South Florida. Did not answer the question. Wasn't lying. And then they just like, okay, well, because you're good. And you know what? Maybe at that time I'd only been doing it a couple months or something like that. But um, that, that branding and that spending the money, I think, can be a mistake. I probably did waste you know, money on, on wrong things. But if that's all you're doing and that's your focus, then I think it's okay. But if you spread it out wide, that that's a mistake. Yeah. Well, but I, in, I have seen a lot of your marketing and I'm impressed. And the fact that you do build that brand yeah. and it's on your name is on everything. Yeah. And, um, and I, before I've been in a room full of, realtors who want to learn from another realtor and then they'll say well wait a minute um how much do you budget for building your brand how much do you budget for putting some money aside to do the things you're talking about everything from christmas reads yeah. right down to advertising um in a concert series or mm -hmm. something maybe that you might do locally right and they like some agents will be like well 
I don't want to spend money on that, but yet they want the brand, but they don't want to spend the money on it. So to a certain degree, I commend you because I have seen you build. It is an investment. And that's why you do have such great brand awareness. And also um, the way you talk about your clients, like you fiercely work for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes through in your marketing too, that, and I just commend you for it because you, you, you work hard for your clients and it comes through. I appreciate that. I wish I could be more like these girls (laughs) and it would be a little more cost effective to do the videos of the YouTube, but that's not my jam. So So, if if my clients saw me doing, you know, a, a YouTube video like that, they would think, what happened to her? What, you know, this isn't her. But um, when I see agents like you do it, I say, oh, wow, that's that's great that you do that. Because I, I, I'm, i you know, honest enough when I can say this I'm good at and this I'm not. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is um, what I wish someone had told me actually ties into all of this um, is the amount of investment that you have to place, not, not just in time, but in the marketing of yourself as a realtor. And it also ties into my mistake as well. Um, Being new, I had a great mentor who gave me the basics. Okay, this is what you need to do. But I didn't wait for her to tell me to do stuff either. I investigated other things on my own and made my own way um, after taking the basics that she gave me and created my own brand. Um, But I also tried a lot of different things. And so investing in companies like Red X, big mistake, right? But that was me. For It did not work for me, right? So when we were talking about things that didn't work for you, like F, searching, uh, hunting down FSBOs and hunting down expires doesn't work for me. Doing farming doesn't work for me. But engaging in my sphere, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I generated my business from. Um, creating a partnership with a lender that continues to serve me um, so I had to find what worked for me. Doing the videos, it doesn't come naturally. However, I'm a corporate trainer by profession. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to sit in front of a room and have a conversation about a topic. And so I can translate that into a 90-second video. Um, and so I use what works for me and created my own lane, if That's you will. Right. And you know, you, just, you I come from a corporate background, so I'm sure you've heard of the term Robin Duplicate. It doesn't make sense to recreate the wheel when someone has established these basics mm-hmm. for every realtor to get started in their business, take them mm-hmm. and run with it and making your own thing. Um, and I think that's the important thing to, to stress when talking about, um, you know, how to get started. It's like, don't recreate the wheel. Right. You don't have to recreate the wheel. The, the basics are there. Follow the basics and then make it your own. Mm-hmm. Great stories, great advice, all that's of it, good. all of it. And, um, Anyway, uh, so much swirling through my head just watching the three of your businesses and the way you talk about your clients. Um, it goes, it, what, what speaks to me is I do know all of you have that servant heart that you're going to do what it takes for your clients. And the time, the effort, the care that you put in, you want it perfect every time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that comes through. And so I commend you for that. Um, real quick, right now, we're in the middle of summer 2023. Kind of want to talk for a minute about what's working right now. We, we've had, um, you know, we had the pandemic. Um, prior to the pandemic, you know, we had some just some years of 
of high transaction real estate, but then the pandemic came in. It just, the water shut off completely for a minute and then it just turned back on full force. It was like, we were busy, busy, busy. Then, you know, the economy started to change a little bit. Things have slowed down a little bit on some respects on a transaction side, but you still have high demand. You've got customers that want to buy homes, but there just doesn't seem to be as much available inventory maybe as there was for a while. So that's kind of where we're at right now in the summer of 2023. What's working for you right now? What advice can you give the realtor trying to take care of their clients, grow their business right now in 2023? What should they be doing right now? I'll go. I have three. Um, if, If you're not on Google, you're making a mistake. Um, If you're not engaging your sphere, you're making a mistake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing videos on social media, you're making a mistake. Those are the three things that are thriving my business right now. I don't have to prospect, even though I should be, because my phone is ringing from those three things. Great advice. I'll piggyback on that as well. Just being consistent with your social media I'm thinking everybody is online down to the two-year-old, you know, with the iPhone. I have kids, you know, some of my clients' kids, they watch me on YouTube. So it's just, to me, just being consistent, whatever that is, be consistent. You know, don't take on a bunch of different tasks. Stay consistent. What's in your heart? Stay consistent. That's the only thing that's keep coming to me is just being consistent. Whatever that is, be consistent. If I may piggyback on something she said. Yeah. Um, I listened to a podcast the other day, and the guy said, what are people taking with them when they go to the bathroom? Phone. Mm-hmm. Their phone. They're not taking the postcard you mailed them. They're taking their phone. So you want to yeah. be on the phone. That's great. So for me, I look at um, kind of business right now, how it shifted, you know, this summer of, or this, this year, as I tell people this, is... The business is still there. You don't have the younger families that want to do their move up house right now and say, oh, I got $100,000 in equity, you know, and now I want to go because they say there's no inventory and the rates are high. I'm going to stay put and put in a pool or do what, do whatever. But we're, there's business is still there because it's life happens business. Right. So all the business that I, I've been doing this year is divorce, death, relocation, life happens, right? You got married, you're buying your first house, you had a kid, so you need a bigger house, Um you know, and it's pivoted more from maybe the last two years where I was 80% listings, right? And so now you have these buyers, it's life happened. And all of my listings are life happens. And I think that goes back to the same thing that all three of us have said that, you know, we stay in constant contact with our clients. And of course, I could do more work, I could, you know, go, go, yeah, you could, you know, work on more (laughs) leads. But I'm lucky enough that I always said from the beginning that when people said you'll you'll get burnt out, I said, well, one day the market's going to change and my business is going to be cut in half. And as long as I'm working this hard and doing this many transactions and building this kind of client base, if it does and when it does, I will be okay. And I think that you have to keep that mentality if you want to be successful because it's going to be a buyer's market, a seller's market, a slower market, a hot market. And I think that's what you have to focus on. And my clients always know where they can find me. They, I'm always in touch with them. You know, they always see my Facebook post. And it's 
almost where like they, they say this to me, if I didn't refer you or I didn't use you, I'd be a little bit scared, you know, <laughs> and I wouldn't want you to find out, but it's um, staying in contact with people. And you can kind of use this where you don't want to say downtime. We're still, you know, busy doing business, but I call it kind of a downtime where we're just not, you know, so crazy, you know, and in the car. And if you don't get to that house in 10 minutes, it's going to be under contract. Right. So we've got a little more breathing room right. right now and use that breathing room to make sure that you're, you're following up with your clients and you're staying in touch with them. And because it is a life happens market, they're, they're having to call you. I just had one two days ago and they're like, we didn't want to call you because we're getting a divorce. Right. Mm. And as long as I still had that relationship with them, they felt comfortable enough that it's, in the divorce paperwork, I, I, I could, this is the first time, it was the first thing for me, that I would be the, the realtor. Wow. And that's what I said, wow, I go, I'm part of the divorce. And I said, well, that was the only thing that we could both agree on. <laughs> and the attorney said that we should pick somebody that's an unbiased person. And we both agreed on that. And so I think um, that's super important in this market um, is that we're, wow. we're staying in touch. Mm -hmm. If I may say something to what mm -hmm. Kelly said, um, I think it's important when the market is shifting or what have you, that the message that you're putting out there to your clients is not one, you absolutely need to sell right now. You absolutely need mm -hmm. to buy right now. It should be, you need to do what's right for you in your situation. Mm -hmm. And all of my marketing is about, you know, there are always going to be people who need to buy or sell a house for whatever reason, the life happens people. And so when you're reaching out to me, I'm trying to find out what the life happens reason is that we are having this conversation. And so I'm not trying to sell you, you on buying. Mm -hmm. Yes, for you. I'm not trying to sell you on selling your house or buying your buying a house. I'm trying to understand what your needs are and how I can best assist you in that situation. And I think that if you approach your interactions with your clients in that way, as opposed to trying to get your next sale, it will make a difference. You will have created a relationship and they will contact you when life happens. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I always tell people like this. It's the same thing as you. If they call me and say, okay, Kelly, we have to sell the house. Come by at 3 o'clock. You know, the, the first thing I say to them is, so how do we get here? And where are we going? Mm -hmm. yeah, right? right? And that's, you know, that's important, right? Uh, and are we looking for a quick sale? Do we, is it all about the money? Is it, you know, what, what is it? So um, working with your clients like that and not, I think right now you're going to see people thrive that built that base mm -hmm. that didn't take their clients for granted right when when business was so busy right and it was just oh you just can't get to everybody the, now the people that you will see that will be successful and thrive in this are people that really did good business yeah. that's good so this is an edit point those are kind of all my questions what i kind of want to do is um uh, ask you guys something in closing or give you a chance to do a, do a closing. So she'll, she'll edit this in. Okay. Um, but is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Because we're talking to realtors, correct? We're talking to yeah. realtors. Mm -hmm. right. But if there's something you want to say to the consumers, you should be saying, like, you as realtors, you need to be saying this to you. You know, mm -hmm. here's an idea for you right now to say to your consumers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you take that approach, because. Well, they, um, they, they know how to talk to the consumers. I'll talk to. <laughs> <laughs> the light is still on, correct? No, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sorry. I'm and like, I, which one? Sorry. <laughs> no, I, and I've glanced down a couple times. Oh, so. Anyway. I can kind of see it. Yeah. Way. 
But anyway, real quick, just with you, I mean, I'm going to do a quick little wrap up and a little closing, mm-hmm. but I, I want to give you guys time to talk more. Um, you know, the I can't I can't say enough how much your experience comes through your answers. I can't say enough how much um, what I'm hearing comes through about your experience and your care for your customers. Just what Kelly, what you just said just a minute ago, just about you, you know, you, you're asking them, okay, so how did we get here and where are we going? That's, that's, that's experience and knowledge that you have been through these. It's so much more than transaction. The transaction term is used often in real estate. It's never a transaction to a buyer or seller. And you, you all know that. And so, but you learned that through going down that road with them many, many times. So I guess the thing, if we could wrap up here would be, um, our audience is our, is the real estate industry, our agents, the real estate professionals that are working with buyers and sellers. What what didn't we talk about with them today? What insights could you add to wrap up the conversation or any last secrets that you didn't divulge that maybe could help an agent right now? You know, um, yeah, go ahead, Allison. What I'll say is I find that when I share data on my social media channels, that's when I get a tremendous amount of response. I get, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for explaining it that way. Um, I think oftentimes we often uh, focus on the glitz and glam of being successful real estate agents and forget that sometimes people need the information behind the transaction. And so sharing with them what they may not be seeing in the media is extremely important. Sharing with them, this is what your home is actually worth. Um, This is what uh, how long you know homes are sitting on the market right now? This is what's happening in your respective area to with respect to in, in, uh, inventory. Um, sharing that type of data can help uh, incentivize them to move when they weren't necessarily pressured to move before. Um, and so, don't take for granted that our clients um, need information. We we get a ton of information. We have an access, uh, uh, infinite access to information, and we, I don't think we use it enough. Um, and I think that we should take the opportunity to share it with our clients because they are looking for it. I love that. That was good. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. I would say marketing as far as trying to get a listing or get a buyer, I'm going to say I'm guilty for not educating enough. Because like you stated, you would get a lot of hits when you put out an educational video. And I know this. So I am guilty of not educating enough. So that was a big, huge point. I agree with that. And I do it a little bit differently, but the same is that instead of just posting closed or under contract, right, with a picture of that house, I usually write some little backstory of it because like Todd said, it's called a transaction, but each one, sometimes it's called a nightmare. Sometimes, sometimes it's called a fun time, but mm-hmm. each transaction is a, is a life experience, you know, for, for them. And each one is different. And when you kind of break it down and you post one and you say, I got a lot of traction off of one that I had that uh, was listed on the market three months, you know, dirty listing, asked me to come in um, to sell it. And we look at what's wrong with it. Right. And I was able to bring them multiple offers and cash within two, three days for $50,000 more than they were going to take. 
And instead of just putting under contract or closed, I explained that, right? That it was about the marketing and they were marketing it to the wrong people. And I think that goes back to the education of them because they only see, if, if I'm ever home in the evenings or in the, during the day and you watch the news and you're working from home, I think, oh my gosh, no wonder these people are, you know, freaking out because it, it you know, it makes you feel stressed out, right? right? And then they watch HGTV where somebody has a $17 million budget. Right. They want to know in their neighborhood, real people, real, you know, honest information of what's going on where I say, you know what, that's not really applying to your neighborhood because your neighborhood is on fire. So nightly news is talking about the nation in general. You want to know what's happening in your neighborhood. So I try to um, educate them on that. But it also goes to, you know, another point that's a hot button with me is showing the value of us agents. Because I think that, you know, it just got flooded with so many agents so fast, right? Because real estate just became a popular topic, right? Even before it was just a super hot market, it was just a popular topic. Everyone wants to get in real estate. And I think that I'm a huge, 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 everyone that meets me or I ever speak on anything, I'm a big advocate for us as a profession. And that we're not all created equal. So that's part of me educating my customers and friends and family, my sphere. And it's also for all of you agents out there that doesn't, you know, matter what the market is up or down or how much, you know, you say, wow, my business was cut and now I need, you know, to get a deal. Stay consistent about your branding and how you do business. Do not cut corners. Do not, because the, the implement, the, actually the damage that that will do for the long term when people say, I just want to get this transaction because some check is better than no check. No, that's going to do a lot of damage. And we have to make sure because now in this market is when I say people need an educated professional more than ever. So don't discount us or discount our profession for a, a short term gain, right? Because as everything is evolving and it's, you know, super scary because this is a big investment and the rates are high and is the market high and is it going to crash? You know, there's a value to us. And I don't, you know, I want to make sure that everyone protects that because it's, it's super important to me. That's good. Well, thank you all. This has been um, very insightful, very, very helpful. You know, we at HomeSmart, we use a term, sometimes we call it our family, our business family, and we're very collaborative. We love to work with each other and um, help each other. And um, just real quick, um, I know some of the agents listening are like, how do I how do I go learn more about the three people that were just on that podcast? How do I go get connected with them? How do I go see what they're doing? So if you all real quick could, in the spirit of collaboration and networking and connecting with other HomeSmart agents around the country or just agents, real estate agents in general, okay. just tell us your website. Tell us how they can get a hold of you, you maybe your social media, um, how they can reach you and maybe find you on YouTube or whatever it might be. But start with your website and just tell people how they can we'll reach out with, to you. We'll start with me because I'm the easiest and they're going to have 27 things listed for you. So <laughs> I, I, I'm easy. I'm Kelly Arazabi. And if you want to get me, you can call me and I have two phones running at all the time. And it's 678-667-6385. And you can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on social media, but I'm not. Um, they keep telling me I got Go you got you got to have that real estate page, and I refuse. I don't wear name tags. I don't do the real estate page. I'm an anomaly. I'm an anomaly. There's a reason why I'm on the panel. Everybody's different. So um, that that that's how you you would find me. Um, 
And maybe one day you'll find me on YouTube and stuff. You I hang out we with will. these girls. Yeah, I hang out with these girls. We're going to do a YouTube yeah. video together. <laughs> <laughs> you but real quick, spell me. your name if you okay. could. Real quick. It's Kelly Arzabi, K-E-L-L-Y-A-R-Z-A-B as in boy, E as in Edward. And do you have a website? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so the best place to find me is YouTube. So that's Dion, D-I-O. N-N-E, last name low, L-O-W-E, or you can just shorten it to D-L-O-W-E and pull me up on YouTube and it has all my information there. I'm fairly easy. Uh, my website is harrishomescell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S-H-O-M-E-S-S-E-L-L.com, and that's also all of my handles for social media, Harris Homes Cell. Good. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Real Estate Podcast. We'll Thanks see you back on us. future episodes. Thank, thank you all for joining us today. Thanks for having mm, us. It's been wonderful. And we'll catch all of you on a future episode. Take care. Like what you're hearing on the real estate? Tell your friends about us. Tell them to check out all of our episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget to send any topics you want us to tackle to the real estate at homesmart.com.